0: Hey, boss free ballers, Patty Dominguez here. Happy Friday on this episode, episode number 81 of the Boss Free Society podcast. Tim Wombach, my co host, brother from another mother, is interviewing me all about my business model, how I came to be boss free, and some tips that I have found through this entire process. The greatest roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. And so I'm dropping the goods today in this quick, he said, she said. Now, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, make sure to do so, because that is what makes you a Boss Reballer. And of course, let us know what you think. Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Boss Re Society, Dojo, D-O-J-O, and here is the show.
1: Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included.
2: Hello, Boss Free Ballers. It's Friday, another edition of He Said, She Said. But today, it's going to be another special edition of He Said, She Said. We're going to flip the script. And I am going to interview the one and only Patty Dominguez on her business model, her consulting, her Facebook training, just her business and what she's doing, and how you can learn from her.
0: This is awesome. I am very happy to be here, Tim.
2: <laughs> Are you now?
0: Yes, I am. Was well, yes, like I, that I, common I, I, question.
2: I'm I'm glad that you're here. So right off the bat, when did you realize that you required to be boss free?
0: It's so interesting because ever since I was a kid, I had this entrepreneurial spirit about me. Like I love selling stuff, so I'd buy I'd buy candy stores. Candy stores, candy. You buy
2: candy stores I like did. Willy Wonka?
0: I was a little hustler. I was the Willy Wonka of Chicago. <laughs> um, no, actually, I would buy candy bars really cheap, and then I would sell them at school when people were hungry, right? Because so, so, for for a profit, I understand that whole process of a profit margin. And then while in school, because I come from a very blue collar family, the the wishes or the dreams of entrepreneurship were really never harvest like they were really never encouraged for no other reason than it was pure ignorance really is what it was i mean i come from a family again blue collar their biggest vision was for me to go to college not necessarily be an entrepreneur so because they wanted me to get a good job in corporate and to play it safe and and to have an office and whatnot, that really was my focus. But behind the scenes, I even remember being in high school because my big vision was I'm going to start an advertising agency and I had a name for my my ad agency. I created a logo, and I was just dreaming about it. and I say dreaming because that's exactly what I would do. And so my dad's like, "You should just get a job at a like at a good company." He's like, so again very innocently influencing the direction of my life, I didn't know any better and I didn't have the mentors. So if there's one thing that I would say is, kids, if you're out there and you're listening to Boss Free Society and thinking about being boss-free, absolutely do it. We I would suggest getting a mentor. If I were to rewind to the age of fifteen, I would tell me, Patty, make sure to get a mentor because this idea that you have is absolutely feasible, but it can only be done with the right type of mentor and guidance.
2: Can, can you share the name of your ad agency?
0: It was going to be called Design. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Because of your last name?
0: Yeah, because oh. of the D in Dominguez, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah. So obviously you didn't go the route of the ad agency that you did instead go the, I
0: worked. The, instead I worked for one, yeah.
2: And so you, you went the corporate route, you climbed the corporate ladder, you did very well for yourself. Yep. So now... <clears throat> As you were working the, the the corporate gig, what was the transition or what was the aha moment where Where did it happen that you decided that you couldn't you couldn't work for someone else
0: For me, I decided that i couldn't work for someone else when I was basically asked to do something that compromised my value system it wasn't anything illegal or anything like that for sure because I worked for a very good company uh, good people it 's not necessarily that I hated what I was doing. It wasn't the people. It was just, it wasn't filling my spirit. So somebody, some people may call it a midlife crisis or just like the realization where, where am I in alignment with what I'm doing? Like, am I super happy to wake up in the morning? And all I remember is just getting, having those, you know, pit in your stomach feelings on Sunday night that I didn't want to be there. And to me, that was enough of a call to action and enough of times where I would legitimately feel depressed on Sunday night. And so it just came to a point after this project that I was asked to do that I didn't want to do is that I said, you know what, I'm not happy. And and this shit's not right. (laughs) Like (laughs) feeling so miserable about going to work, doing things that I didn't want to do. It just wasn't in alignment with where I wanted to go. And it was so foreign for me to think that I could quit my job, but I did it.
2: Now, so how long would you say you felt that, Pain. Miserable, that pain, that pit in your stomach. Like, give. I, I want the listeners to see kind of how long it took, to kind of like for the tipping point. Basically, is I guess what I am asking.
0: Yeah, well, I first got laid off at the end of two thousand eight, and then two thousand nine was really hard. And I know we talk about that in our episode zero zero um, zero, just kind of what happened there. But it was two thousand nine that my eyes opened to the fact that wow, I've been trading my time for money, and there is no job security. So I had it in the back of my mind, and the thing that completely switched things out for me was reading books. Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Dad. I know that's a very popular book sure. for a lot of entrepreneurs. That one, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Now I know. Now I know that there's another way. I'm screwed. I literally, I was like, oh my God. And it wasn't even only that as well. It was like um, in 2004, I read Automatic Millionaire, I think. David Bach and he he, he endorsed this whole concept of network marketing and at the time I was like oh that's interesting but I was kind of like playing with the idea not really committing because I was you know had babies I was I was going to school to get my MBA but in the back of my head I was always like okay there seems to be that 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 inkling of hope for me to dive into entrepreneurship because I love it so much that I really I just always had in the back of my mind so, and, there's,
2: and it probably presented itself to you a few times, too.
0: Yes. It was like the universe telling me, like, here, here's the dangly carrot. <laughs> over
2: <that."> here, Patty. <laughs> Patty. Yes. over here. So
0: I definitely planned my exit out of corporate, um, and it took about a, a year and a half because I wanted to be responsible. I wanted to be fiscally responsible with the decision and right. save up money in order to, to, to protect our family as best we could.
2: So for those 18 months, you were saving money. Yes. Were you you also starting to... Plot your business yes. model. Like, did you put things together? Like, what exactly did you do?
0: Well, okay. So we talk about the different streams of income that we have. And for me, um, I have done consulting, but I also do some affiliate marketing as well as network marketing. And back then, I thought I would solely focus on network marketing. And okay. so, so the deal is, is that I was making some headway in my network marketing business, and I was fully committed to being boss-free and diving into that. Well, 2013 came along. I quit my job right at the beginning of January, and then I was in this situation where I was like, oh my God, the network marketing business is not producing as quick as as much as I thought it would because i i had I had so many things that I need to work through in terms of the thinking that was in my head around, right. oh my gosh, I don't want to lose them, and of course, people would leave and this and that. So this whole process really helped me to identify that, it wasn't until Kurt Molly, who is a mentor of mine, he's a Facebook guru, like an exceptional person, said to me, It's like you can take your skills that you've learned in corporate over fifteen years and apply them to what you like literally offered as a service. There's people out there that are looking for what you offer. I was like, really? And then and then and I talk about this because I actually came up with this tool, guys, that people ask me um, how do I charge for my time? So uh, we put together this thing on bossrysociety.com forward slash consulting, which helps you to put some perspective around how to price your hours. Because as I talk about it in that little tutorial, I was literally charging a third of what I should have been charging. And it just, different coaching, I can't, I mean, this is a huge shout out for coaching is it's so incredibly important to have the right type of mentorship and coaching because I was told to triple my price, and then I did. And,
2: and, that, and that's a raise.
0: <laughs> that's a major raise. And the cool thing about being Boss 3 is you can give yourself a raise whenever you want. Now, of course, you have to back it up. You have to have systems for what you do and connections and networking and whatnot. But that's where I kind of segued into I can do more of the consulting to offset what is not being done in my network marketing business. It just wasn't moving as as quick as I wanted it to. It doesn't mean that I don't believe in it. I still am a member of the network marketing company that I'm in. And I do collect a check every month or, yeah, like every week, I should say. Um, But that's just one of them. Uh, And so it's just been really cool to have that as well as these other experiences with affiliate marketing as well.
2: I don't know if you noticed that, but like your phone dinged right after you said you get a check every week. I was wondering ding. if that was like the, not- the <laughs> notification that you just got paid. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm Fred, I'm Fred from the Howard Stern Show.
2: <laughs> we like, put wow, the Patty, That was some, some, some kick-ass uh, sound systems going on yeah, here. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's been really cool. And I think um, for me, what's evolving in my business is I want to, as a ratio of my overall income at the end of the year, I want to position it more on a... Passive income right. than than the consulting side. I love the consulting. It's giving. It's awarded me. I literally replaced my income a while back, um, but I'd like to transition more of that online online focus.
2: Now, before we go into the online focus, talking about your consulting, how did you get your clients? Where did, did you advertise? Did you? Cold call. What was your what was your modus operandi?
0: I definitely endorse the use of LinkedIn, and as a matter of fact, um, Tim, I think you and I have to jump on the good foot and put together this LinkedIn product because I get this question too.
2: The good foot. I, yes. I, I, I will. I will. I will acquiesce to the good foot.
0: Yes, because in two thousand six, I started on LinkedIn, and or I think it was like two thousand seven, and it's been so cool. To see how LinkedIn is just a great way to connect, um, to to kind of have that authority, the perspective of you as an expert in your in your niche, and that's literally I can take guarantee that I don't carry around business cards at networking events at all because what was happening is I would go to networking events and then I would just collect a bunch of business cards. And then think about it, guys. Does anybody ever really follow through? Not necessarily. Right. Instead right. of that, i just say, hey, I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Tell me what you do. or Hey, would you like to meet for coffee? Literally right then and there because I hear their story when I connect at a networking event. I'm like, so tell me about what you do. Tell me about what you're passionate about. Tell me what, you know, Uh, project you're working on right now that you're like super stoked about actually podcasting interviewing has helped me with those connections like amazingly so then what i do is like i just ask about them just ask 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 at networking events you also want to be very cognizant of the quality of events you're going to so i definitely don't go to any and all of them so if people are are humming and hawing about paying a ten dollar fee to get into a networking event i know that's not my crowd Right, So I'd rather pay $100 but know that there's going to be a a higher caliber of people for no other reason than I know that my rates are going to be acceptable there. Um, So I don't connect using business cards. I basically say, hey, would love to connect, would love to have an exploratory conversation with you. This is a big tip that I have is just ask people for an exploratory. It's a non-committing way to have a discussion and see if what you can do is you can network, or just connect with them and see how you can help them. So it's always about adding value as well.
2: Outstanding, outstanding. So let's now let's transition to the online portion of your streams of income. And I know recently you just put together a Facebook training product on how to find the perfect prospect uh, can you talk a little bit about that
0: yes yeah, so for me I'm transitioning over into that online realm so um, I have a branding product that I'm going to relaunch I, I've had it kind of on the back burner a little bit for no other reason that I was reformatting my site I'm going to put that back on and then for Facebook um, basically that whole thing is about connecting with your perfect client if you are in network marketing. So a lot of the people in the company that I'm in has ha- have had a lot of success with prospecting on Facebook. And I have literally found about 90% of my leads that I've converted into customers in my network marketing business via Facebook. So I put together this training um, that takes people through this whole process, like literally starting from the very beginning in terms of how they set up their profile page. If you have no experience on Facebook, all the way up to finding that perfect client, so putting some real rigor to that, and all the way through hacking the Facebook algorithm, which you can do it.
2: Yes, and, you can.
0: <laughs> and the cool thing about that is that this system or the, or this particular technique is 100% duplicatable for your network
2: marketing um, team. So then who should buy this product?
0: If you're in network marketing or direct sales, um, even on Etsy, right? If you have an Etsy business, um, you should definitely consider investing. And I say investing because, peeps, if you're not investing in your business, you're missing out. 10% of your income, that's at that hard and fast rule. If it goes over that, just as a good rule of, of thumb, take 10% of your yearly income and invest it in the different learnings, products, coaching that you can. It will always return You'll always get a return on investment if you apply what you learn.
2: That's exactly right. And that's the, the big piece is they're applying what you learn. Um, I think a lot of times people go to these events and they're in like these nice locations like San Diego or Florida or whatever. And you tend to stay away from the networking or, or really the learning. And, and that's where you're missing out on all the all the gems.
0: Yes, definitely. Absolutely.
2: And Patty and I, we're we're going to be in Orlando in uh, in September for Roberto Candelarias' sponsorship boot camp.
0: Yeah. So so this is a perfect example of how we're looking to create some change or shifts or adapt new techniques and tactics in order to continually grow the business. So. Just coming up with these things, adding value into the marketplace, and then aligning with quality people like Roberto Candelaria and even the people that are going to be there—incredible individuals that are just looking to grow their business and and just show up in a bigger way. So those are the kind of people I love being around because it's just so cool to learn.
2: So what, let me ask you, what is your goal with the sponsorship boot camp? What are some of the things that you're hoping to get out of that?
0: So the way that Roberto, and you can check out his episode at forward slash Is it show 65, Tim?
2: Yes, show 65 is Roberto.
0: Roberto Candelaria, show 65 talks about the power of sponsorship. Apparently there's millions and millions and millions of dollars that are available for sponsorship from these businesses that are looking for people, solopreneurs, small businesses to invest. And so what happens is a lot of these dollars go unaccounted for, right? Nobody necessarily, quote unquote, claims them. So he gave a really great example of even like a mommy blogger who was doing some cool stuff and she had gotten sponsorship dollars for her event, even got a clothes budget and potentially a car budget, um, all from sponsorship dollars. So that is what I'm looking for. Not a, clothes, not a clothing uh, sponsorship necessarily, although that would be cool. But really attracting the right kind of sponsors to take a look at Boss Society and invest in sponsoring what we're all about. And I think there's a lot of different companies that would be perfect for what it is that we do as our brand evolves and, and, and we attract more and more more of, an, like, of this huge audience of Boss Ballers.
2: Yeah, I think before you used to say eyeballs, but now I guess we're saying earbuds, right? Earbuds. (laughs) Or
0: even eyebuds, because we're definitely on social media. Well,
2: I know. I was just saying, like, for the podcast, we're looking for, you know, the the downloads.
0: Yes, indeed. Your
2: ear. So um, I guess one of the last questions I would have for you as we are wrapping up uh, is what sage advice do you have for our boss free ballers out there, something that they can implement in the next 24 to 48 hours to help move their business forward?
0: This is a really good question, and for whatever reason, for as many times as I've heard it on our show, I am like a little bit stuck. The, only, the first thing that came to mind was go with your gut. That's probably the biggest thing, because any time that I don't go with my gut, there's been some kind of a loss, setback, failure. Uh, where I fall on my face, especially in business, and I've gotten really accustomed to failing. I don't necessarily mind that. Yeah, it's a downer. I love what Hal uh, Hel- El- Elrod says. He gives himself five minutes of a pity party, and then he just kind of lets it go. <laughs> let's you know what go, I mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. And you and you really have to be like that. So um, just accept failure for what it is. It's just feedback. Give yourself five minutes of a pity party if you fall on your face, and then understand that that's all part of the process in order to get you to the next level. And then always go with your gut because that's a really important factor in all this. Is that you're going to come across if you're hustling, um, going to come across different opportunities, different people, different ventures that you can get into. And going with your gut is never going to steer you wrong.
2: I like that. Now, last question. See, I, I turned it around. This oh, is the last question. What is there anything I did not ask, or anything that you want to? Imparts on our boss free ballers before we leave.
0: Being boss free is probably the greatest adventure that I've had in my life so far. The amazing, and I mean that with an underline and bold and like super font big, people that I've met has just been so rewarding to my life. I can't imagine ever going back to a job where I would walk through the halls and look at people and peep, and I'd be like, hey, how's it going? I'm all right. Hey, how's it going? I'm hanging in there.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> how's it going? You know, it's all right. Yeah, just like, and I'm not saying that entrepreneurs don't have their done days, but man, I don't know if it's, I, I got to believe it's this whole attractor thing, right? That we kind of attract people who are like us. But I love going to events, meeting new people, hearing different projects, living or being around people that are just so hungry to be better. And to do better and do bigger things. And that's been one of the biggest gifts that I've had with being boss-free. Like, I would have never met you, Tim. I would have never right. met you.
2: We, we would, Neither one of us would have met. Which is
0: so crazy. I can't even imagine, like, not knowing you now. So that's what's so cool is just this whole adventure about being boss-free. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it.
2: I know. It's kind of like there were times, like, when you were on vacation, like, there was, like, a whole week where we really didn't talk. And that, that was, like, I was going through my Patty withdrawal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, where's my tea? Because,
2: <laughs> like, we literally talk every day. Whether I know. It's texting like, or texting
0: about stupid shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's, but it's it's awesome. And yeah. I, I, I also, it's like, I can't remember a time where we didn't know each other, you know? Right, like, I, right. It's so Yeah. Cool. It's like, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty crazy how, how this has, has, uh, has gone.
0: Yeah. And, and so that's, what's really cool is just the ideas That we talk about, the people that we meet, the events we go to, and just really being genuinely happy when people have success. Like that, I love that. I love it, love
2: it, love it. Absolutely. So, Boss Free Ballers, there you have it. Patty Dominguez, he said, she said, you can catch us on Twitter at Boss Free Society. We are also periscoping every day so check us out on periscope we are on facebook and we also have a facebook group boss free society dojo d-o-j-o and uh, patty thank you so much for being on the show today and bringing your story to the masses
0: thank you tim this is the greatest podcast show ever in the eternity (laughs) and in in the in the galaxy of all podcasts you had fun (laughs) all right guys we'll see you monday
1: thank you for listening to the boss free society podcast if you want more connect with us on facebook at boss free society fan page twitter at boss free society or join our group of other boss free minded peeps at the boss free dojo on facebook